Yes, yes, yo, you don't stop, Big John, rocking a short shot. What's going on, everybody? What is up? What is going down? Welcome back to the big show with the big man. Oh, all the usual suspects. Brian E., what's going on? Good morning, Tim York, Brian Rose, Richie Clark, OPMG, Jeff L., and Mike Compadre, BGC. What's going on, everybody? Ready to have some fun, learn something, nuance and context, pouring out the nose when you roll with us. Call the Pen HQ, redheaded stepchild of the Hammer Betting Network. For whatever reason, Mr. Gravelly Voice myself is. <laughs> the Jet game I feel it was several days ago, and my voice is just not holding up. Is that an old thing, too? Like, I'm obviously old. Brian David, what's up, man? What's, what's up? All right, fastest show in MLB. Absolutely freaking anywhere. Obviously, take that one to the bank, get a rubber stamped. 115 off the crack of the bat. Easy every single day. Right? Death taxes, sun rising in the east, setting in the west, bears making dookie in the woods, and meet up before the crack of dawn to bring you this bad boy. Because you can't fake this kind of funk. Remember, people, we're getting to the end of the season. I've kind of lowered my volume, which I think is, is understandable. I know a lot of people do. If you're trying to do the volume thing, Maddie's still hammering it. No problem. Go get it at him. I'm just trying, right, trying to soft land the season with your ass intact. But it's also a good time to recap over the lessons and the things that we've learned, right? How we may improve, how we've gotten better, maybe even how we've gotten worse. Hopefully not too much of that. All right, everybody, get your sword, get your spear, get your shield, and let's get ready to defend the valley. Kicking bad guys right in the pit. This isn't man, this is Sparta. All right, keeping the commuter crowd in mind. We're going to start with the PM stuff. I got a little turned around. You know, I've been known to lop off a doubleheader game or two in my days. It's happened. But it usually happens when they're when it goes beyond 15 games, right? My templates are set for 15 games, and it's such a headache to, to, to expand it. But if we go under 15, I try and fill it in. Yankees, Red Sox go two times. The first one of those in the, is in the early set. We'll circle back to that. The second one we'll mention later on. It's not listed but I got a couple plays yesterday. Did the Cubs lose again, Jay? What did we do to these poor guys? Gosh, but not, you know, it's probably as much a testament to we joke about not doing pitching analysis and cores and one of those things that I think you should keep with you. But even just betting on money lines and stuff is so wonky. It's almost as if and this might make a good conditional, and this is how I get to these things, vocalizing it, talking to smart people like the ones here in the comment section. If you like the visitor to win in cores, but you think there's going to be scoring, because we did mention that, right? That we, we thought there'd be scoring, but we're trying to outscore. You just kind of go with the over. We're not at all. Right? It was Assad two days ago. Yesterday it was Tyon. It just, you know, you think you have the definitive pitching edge. You think you have the edge on offense. Chris Bryant is back for whatever that's worth. But also, Core's effect, it settles in, right? It's like it's almost like a traveling thing where it like throws off equilibriums and then you get accustomed to it. Which is why we generally attack the Rockies, the first game in the road trip. They're also off when they get at home 
and then it kind of settles in. Maybe that's what we're seeing. Maybe it's just a top wave for the Rockies. Again, you know, they are a professional ball club. Anyway, let's get into some of the games. First up, Texas Rangers. Nasty Nate Ivalde on the bump, plus 145 dog on the road against the Bluebirds. And Kevin Gaussman, minus 160 favorite for Toronto. Man, Ivalde, probably the best single example of why at this point in this baseball season you need some kind of split. And if you're into data looking for it, maybe you're cheap and never wanted to spend on it. My stuff's all 100% free rest of season. USA. USA. Also Canada. Pitching sheets. It's so ridiculous. It's, it's too much. I do. I over-deliver. Right? Implied team totals. Algo scores. F5 and F and full game. Bullpen stats. Team stats. I also made sure once we kind of hit the halfway point, to make sure I'm including... I've mentioned called it last 30 days. It's technically 37 days. I've called it 40 days. The idea we're looking for like four to five hundred pitches to look for some kind of some kind of stabilization, also pick up on trajectory. So why that matters. Again, tying in feathers and the analysis. Where else do you get it? Evaldi on the season, 2-9 ERA, 107 whip, a 640 OPS, expected ERA at 3-6. 23K to 7 walk. You know, you look at like thinking, whoa, a 52 ground ball. Less than three-quarter homer nine and a 290 X Woba on a season for nasty neat Yavaldi. And you're thinking, like, oh my gosh, guys in the East. Yeah, but after the injury just hasn't looked right those last 40 days. He's had a 9-8 ERA, nearly six X FIP and Sierra. So really kind of hard to back Yavaldi until we see him go out there and really do it. Kevin Gaussman should get at least a handful of Cy Young votes. 328 ERA, 117 whip, 672 OPS. All the indicators really in the low threes, that 3-2 Sierra are kind of sticking out. 31.5K to only six walk. You know, we love every bit of that. That's, I mean, 25K minus BB. It's just, that's what we live for. But also validated in the ball rate. I've been using ball percentage. That's one of the main things I know I've added into the tapestry. P.O. DJ and Stoner, what up, yo? You're either up early or up late. You know what I'm saying? We all know walk rate. I've been finding ball percentages and underpinning is a pretty good validation. So I would even assert there's an argument that the 33.5% ball rate, which is well below average, may even get you yeah, like to lower than six. So what's that? Is that up? How about, a, how about a Gaussman walk prop? Again, if I call it out, Jay, it means one and a half near. Obviously, we're not going to get even money, but I don't like to go to 150. You kind of pick up my style as we're there. All right, I think we can get with that. You want to go under? Let's go under a little gas and walk action, baby. It's at 110, so that's what I mean when I when I mentioned, like I said, I'm not trying to call it that viable pricing anymore. I'm trying to get in the habit of calling like palatable pricing because that implies it's my opinion, which it is. There are people that have totally made their bones. <laughs> they've totally made their bones on, you know, betting favorites and betting juice. It's fine. For me, with the volume and the amount of opportunities you get in baseball, I find I could get myself through the model to a similar and probability at a better price, which is, you know, the long and short of it for me. If you're like Matt, you're doing the volume betting thing, then you go get all these. You know, you're up the pricing just a touch. Looking again to take advantage of probabilities, have them play out in your favor. All right, so Gaussman has been just awesome, 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 awesome. And also very good at home as well. 230 batting average, 648 OPS at 275 XFIP with sub one, homer nine. 
you know, he's been really good last 40 days. Gal's been really getting it going. Also, we mentioned the top wave right now for the Blue Jays. Really just doing it. And again, it's at the center of the disciplinary stuff. It's really at the, at the center of it. I would say I'm surprised if you don't hear more handicappers talking about it. But again, most of them either don't care or they're not that smart. Right? They're either like just blindly picking games for content purposes. They're copying other people. Or like they just don't care about you. I mean, that's, a, that's like a rough reality. So really, we've sunk our teeth into this all season Toronto at the center of it. This kind of uptick we've seen is a disciplinary stuff. 17% K rate, 12 and a half walk, eight swinging strike, 26 chases are all top three, let's go out, less 500 plate appearances as a team, as a team. But Jay, I wonder what Jay's looking at. I know what Jay has his eye stuck on. Tim York says, Jay's bats suck. This is the problem. Here's the deal. They don't suck. They're top three on base percentage. Here is the problem. My good friend, your good friend, and our dear producer, Mr. Cooper, has brought it up before. The Jays are a ground ball machine. Think about this. Okay, so I mentioned the high OBP, elevated walk rate, 89 zone contact, 40 ground ball. 40% ground ball, by the way, as a team, is, is, is like average. So it's not you're not a ground ball machine at 40% as a team. Remember, you have you have six, seven, eight, nine hitters. Dead last in the, oh, I'm sorry, bottom two double plays, White Sox, for like dead last in everything. But they're not in the ball hard either. Quality contact pretty low for the Blue Jays. I think that's coming next. So this one should be interesting to watch. you got to give Toronto the edge, but when we're talking about a Texas offense that's also picked it up as of late, I don't like paying juice to go at them. Both of these bullpens have, like, objectively stunk as well. So really hard to kind of get on a side. It probably would be, if I had to, it's like Gaussman F5, you got to eat the juice. Texas lists 56 and a third in the bullpen as a 6.4 ERA. Toronto lists 38 innings in the bullpen as a 6.16 ERA. Both have 1.6 whip or worse. Texas rocking a 13% barrel, almost three homer nine. Last 14 days from the bullpen, just an abject disaster. Call to the pen says, generational hitter Bobochette and generational hitter Vlad Guerrero combined one hit in 16 at-bats this series. Man, it happens. What is going on? Looking at the underpinning stuff, you know me, I tend to think these things are going to correct to where the inputs would dictate, but, you know, the sample's not infinite, and I don't know. Next up. <laughs> is this the third day in a row we've done Clark Schmidt? I'm not doing it again. I'm not doing it again. Also, this one's not up. We're not 100% sure. But my man, the Clark Bar, holy Schmidt on the bump for the New York Yankees, the Bronx Bombers, the Pinstripers. You know I love the Highlanders. Here's a bit of Yankee trivia. If anyone ever asked you who they were before the Yankees, now you know it's the Highlanders. But if anyone ever asked you, who are the Yankees before the Highlanders? I got a good one for you, Yankee factoid. That's Baltimore Orioles. How about that? For a piece of trivia right there. Pretty good stuff, right? Where else do you get it? Come on, baby. So I got Jay. Okay, Jay actually has a second one up. I'm surprised. That's what you were telling me. Thanks for being part of this, Jay. You know, like really, try to lead me, right? So you can lead a big mouth to water. You can't always make them talk about it. But you wanted to. <laughs> I was surprised this one's up. I, I got Clark Schmidt for the Yankees against Chris Murphy. Boston. So, right, you're not going to get F5s or up. You actually do have f 5 This is very unusual from the books. This is not, not normally what you got. How about the Yankee full game pricing? That's probably where we want to go. But I don't like to bet on the second end of a double hitter until I see the first one just for 
especially if you're going to go full game with like bullpen stuff. But man, I'm really tempted. Brent, can I have the F5 again, Jay? I'm surprised that it was so close to even. I mean, maybe that's where we want to go. Let's go Yankees F5 game two minus 110. Bit of a mouthful, but you got to go with Schmidt. Schmidt's been really good. You know, the ERA last 40 is elevated, but all the indicators are three and a half. He's corrected the issues against lefties. I mean, he's been good. He's, he's dragging down those season stats that were so bad to start. Against Murphy, who's going to, like, open, I guess? He's very wild. 38% ball rate. Doesn't induce swing and misses. He doesn't get ahead. That number's at 56 and a half, which is very poor. And a lot of contact. Plus, he's been terrible at Fenway. 6.3 ERA from Murphy and Fenway. So, like, we know the Yankees are not great. You're not going to get any kind of Yankee homerism from me. But they are a baseball team. It's <laughs> the Yankees. They're crying out loud. They're really not terrible. It is Aaron Judge. And you're, you're getting guys that had some of the youngsters are okay as well. Damani S. And this is what I'm talking about. Really sharp stuff in the comments. I'm paranoid about second games of double heritage as well. Especially since the Yankees have been slapping them around. Yeah, a lot of times, even if you want to kind of omit that subjective part at the end, there is something to be said about you don't win usage. But that's why, that's why the F5 for game two generally not listed. Especially with a guy like Murphy projected. So this is a little bit unusual, I think, especially for the price. To get the starter over the opener is the win, let alone a starter that's been decent. Also, Boston offense struggling right now. 91 WRC plus less, 500 PAs, 27.5% K rate. They strike out way too much, losing in the zone. Not enough fly balls, not enough barrels. I mean, it really has been great. Only 12 homers and 6 steals, less 500 plate appearances. That's another one that we've picked up on again. I'm not trying to take the, you know, I'm not trying to, like I invented that round wheel or anything. But we have noticed, again, so the other spin-off of the discipline stuff. So when discipline, for power-hitting teams, discipline helps you see more pitches. Generally, it's a matter of patience. More pitches, better pitches, better counts, better contact quality. The lesser teams... Like, less power. And again, it's not to knock the Red Sox, but they're not really like a power-hitting team. The discipline has to beget contact, but then you have to add in speed. Right? So when the Astros weren't hitting and the Padres weren't hitting, once they started walking, we we knew we were going to get more barrels. The thing with the Red Sox is the that number is going to be low. Guardians are like that to a much lesser extent. Twins are like that too. Probably more in the Boston level. Okay, we're just sticking feathers. You look out. Freaking Hiawatha, what a mother efforts today. That there is another element missing, right? And th that's the other thing that we're looking for, right? So when I say discipline can portend production on the horizon, it's not automatic because you have to add in other stuff. So there's just a little bit. I, that's what we would want to see from the Red Sox, what Boston fans should want to see from the Red Sox. Is you got to be running if you're going to be this kind of team. So the contact is low. The Ks are too high. Again, I just like Schmidt for five. And I love saying holy Schmidt. So there. Next up, Flatfish of Florida, Aaron Civale. Plus 125 dog on the road against the Blackbirds and Orange Vest. Kyle Horse Bradish. Minus 140 favorite for the Orioles. This one should be really, really good. Civale has been excellent. Sub-3 ERA, 112 whip, 620 OPS. With a 3-6 expected ERA. 6.5 walk, 34 ball, 69 first strike, 35 O-swing. I know it's a lot of numbers, but again, right, we want to be able to piece these things together. The control is there. He gets ahead and can induce chases. So even without the big strikeout stuff, those are pretty 
It's a pretty good profile. Definitely worth backing. He suppressed all contact. He's very good around the edges. 30% hard hit, sub-6 barrel. 0.6 homer 9, 289 expected Woba, 339 expected Woba on contact. Those are all extremely, extremely strong numbers. He's going to be very good at home. He's a 2 ERA on the road this season. 103 minimum on the plus model across the board, stuff, location, and pitching. Kyle Bradish, if you follow my fantasy work, he's one of our hits this season. Drafted everywhere you could take it. He followed that career arc that we mentioned oftentimes. So I know it's not a fantasy show, but the stuff we learn in fantasy, we can apply to betting. And the reason this in particular works for betting, when we get those high-end prospects, a lot of times they come up, we expect them to dominate. They're popular ads in fantasy, but they also command juice in the betting market. They come up and they oftentimes get beat up because it's very hard to pitch in the major leagues. They get sent down, they pick something, they come back with bad statistics. Now have the ire of the fantasy community, but also because they're coming with plus odds. So that happened with Bradish last year. This year it's Grayson Rodriguez. So give you, you know, just give you an idea of some of the process behind it. And then Bradish has just been excellent. Again, you're getting control. He hasn't gotten ahead and pitched a contact, but the 49 ground ball and the 28 hard hit is a really good combination. We used to call him a grill master on cork stats, right? Keep it low, keep it slow. Ribs falling off the bone, baby, baby. Bradish also excellent at home, and that's on purpose once they went to Baltimore. 208 batting average allowed, 579 OPS with a 2.25 ERA at home on the season. 2.4 ERA, 2.6 Sierra. Last 40 days, Bradish has been freaking excellent. Tampa offense is kind of scuffling. I think Bradish has his way with him. I do think they win today. Tampa strikes out too much. 24K, 13 and a half swing strike, only 82 zone contact, plus 44 ground ball. Equals kind of below average. The weighted WRC plus formula loves them. Why? They score runs because they hit doubles and steal, right? The, the Rays figured it out, obviously. When we're thinking about teams and who's going to figure something out, the Rays are one of them. To all you bad teams out there that might be listening, hello, Colorado Rockies, looking at you, I will add five freaking wins to your team immediately because you're doing it wrong. I mean, you're... you're, you're your process is so painfully and obviously wrong. It's so woefully. The Rockies are just woefully unmatched. Analytically. You know, there are teams that you could see the way they're putting it together, and it's just being done improperly, of course. Like many things in life, the weak foundation is going to cap your ceiling. All right, Tampa. We see the flaws. Baltimore starting to get it going. Top three batting average. Last 500 plate appearances, top five OBP. That's a 294 slash 367. 19K to 10 walk. There's that discipline stuff that John's always ranting and raving about. 89 zone contact, but also 46 pull, 40 hard hit, right? There you go when you're kind of putting together the profile properly. And then the Baltimore bullpen. Gosh, you would have never known they lost the best reliever in the world, right? They've been excellent. Three ERA, last 44 and a third. However, Tampa bullpen smoking right now, humming, baby. Last 44 innings, it's a 1 2 4 ERA. 0.085 whip, 170 back average allowed. Wow. So that's my beef there. As much as I like Baltimore, you got to get it early, but Savali's been good as well. This one's probably an under. I just don't really like. And it's very honest, it's probably a full game. Probably a full game under, now that I think about it. Jay, is it possibly an eight and a half? I've seen eight. So I've never seen eight. I like to see if I can get the other half run. Baltimore Tampa, my love. 
Jets, Minnesota, Chicago. So, man, under eight. I got an under eight and a half there on the board. We can get under eight and a half. That's the one you definitely want. It's actually available at a couple of books. FanDuel has it, people. So, yeah, if we can get Tampa, Baltimore, we're going to make the slight exception. Right, people? I don't want to be called a hypocrite. Go ahead, smash Jay is where we want it. Idea being, generally, we base our under analysis on starting pitching to avoid hashtag we hate bullpens, to avoid the hashtag we hate ghost runners. We generally go F5. However, in this circumstance, we have pitchers that can go distance and to lock down bullpens. I think we go under the 8.5. I really actually really like that number for a full game. Expect that one to close close at 8. Since we're talking about the advantage of BetStamp, Jay, clear the wonderful throat of yours. Idea being, people, we're using BetStamp. It shows us the menu. When you know the open, right, was was 8. Um, it was 8.5. I'm sorry, excuse me, right? We know the open was 8.5. Once you start to see 8s pop on the board, you see the directionality of the market. Devontae says, Rocky's trash. Most of his life, he's 25 this Sunday. Happy birthday, man. Quarter century, brother. Yeah, well, they're doing it wrong. I mean, obviously, the environment doesn't help them. They either need to lean into it. Maybe they need to change dimensions or work on different kinds of pitching, isolate what things do work. And, of course, they're not doing that. They like, they, Rocky's like sign guys they like. So, all right, that awesome lesson was brought to you by BetStamp. Jay, tell them all about it, brother. For sure, John, I got you here. Uh, BetStamp is simply an odds comparison tool, and we believe that the easiest way to improve as a sports better is to always get the best odds, and the easiest way to do so is to use an odds comparison tool like you saw on the screen there, BetStamp. BetStamp simply compares odds across every sports book, including games, player props, and futures. Save time and money by downloading BetStamp. Uh, head over to the App Store, download the app today, and if you're looking for some more sports books. Uh, if you're looking to open up some more sports books, make sure you head over to the pinned comment message, the pinned uh, chat message. Ha- check out the description or take a look at the website link on screen, betstamp.app forward slash call to the pen. If you sign up through Sportsbook through that page, it helps support the show. So uh, yeah, keep us going here. Uh, now back to John. Jay, not only do you do a wonderful job, but man, I wish we had thought of this earlier. It's nice to get a little break. You know, my I, I put a lot of strain on my voice, as you guys know. But, man, it's tough. I think it's easy up here in these live-streaming streets. Oh, Devon, heading out to Vegas this morning to celebrate. Good luck, man, with that. Vegas, lots and lots of fun, man. Love that town. I went there when I was younger. You could tell I'm just built for that. Plus, I don't sleep. And I'm an East Coaster. So let's see if you're, if you're like, it is actually funny. It's a good quick story. So as an early bird degenerate East Coaster, I was up insanely early in and like full of piss and vinegar. You're allowed to walk around the streets with drinks. I'm on vacation. So I'm drinking first thing in the morning. But realizing when I went to go play poker, Everyone else was up all night. And like me, even though like I'm starting to drink or whatever, I'm fresh as a freaking daisy. You know what I mean? Well, you get there with drinking, you sleep when you sleep because Vegas doesn't sleep. And it was so funny because I was like, <laughs> I spent the entire vacation there. I did it every single day, you know, getting to bed early because I can only sleep a couple hours. So even though I'm up late, I'm still up early. Fresh as a daisy with people just 
You could see, you see them slump on their chair, making bad moves, getting frustrated. Look for the guy complaining about bad beats. They don't realize they wear these things, right? Drunk, stinking like drugs and smoke. Love it, baby. <laughs> anyway, have fun in Vegas. But there is some edge in that town, right? There's a little edge in that town. And then, you know, dollar margaritas and Johnny Palacios. How could you go wrong? All righty. Let's get back to the games. There's a couple left. We'll circle back to the early ones. All right, this, so now let's do it. White Sox and Twins. Twins on the road. Kenta Maedo, minus 185, heavy favorite against Jose Urinia and the Pale Hose. This one I want, I mean, obviously we've got this one modeled for a Twins run line. I ended up pairing it with the next game. So we can do the same thing and just tail my sub picks today. Again, everything is 100% free. Yeah, you know what, Jay? Maybe 110, maybe we could just go for it. And we get into the conversation of, if, I think the other one is worse because the other one, the Giants, is even worse. Now we have to take a, we need a 110 and a minus 110 and a minus 130 to cover two run lines. Are we going to really get them both? And if we only get one at even bet, then we're going to lose. So that's why I kind of fell back on the double money line. Jay and I have had this conversation again. I don't claim to know everything. I don't claim to be right. I just claim to try and back things the best I can. And then again, let the probabilities go about it. And when I end up in these situations where you have two plays that are both negative money, run lines, again, very hard to cover in baseball because managers will sacrifice your run at the end, plus stupid ghost runners. You really got to hit two two to profit. So rather than go right two full units, but actually unit plus because it's juiced. So you're over two units of betting. I'd rather go with the, you know, half unit pair and let it play out like that. So bit of methodology there. What listen, agree or disagree, please get back to us. We'd love to hear it from you. Means a, uh, you know, really means a ton. The immersive experience we've been trying to provide here and uh, feedback from people. BGC looking at you, my friend, has been downright flattering. Right, it really is. It's really very touching for me because that makes me feel like a success at this. You know, no people saying like, "Yo, man, you opened my eyes to this. I learned something. I am better. I am sharper. I am smarter." Not I hit a parlay. Like anybody can follow anybody at the right time. So my ad has been excellent. Again, we're not really buying the 4.6 ERA, one two five whip, positive regression, incoming, sub-4K walk ERA, sub-4 Sierra, 26K to only 6 walk, 19.5 KBB, that's the stuff we like to back, 12.5 swimming strike, 29 CSW, 28 whiff. I mean, look, where is the flaw here? He's had a 3.12 Babbitt, that's where he's gotten punished. Some fly balls turning into home runs. The fly ball rate is elevated, but he does have the double-digit infield fly, which is generally the counter to that. 8% barrel is average for 1.5 homer 9. Here's a 309 expected wall, but see, a lot of that like doesn't really pair. I think you're going to get regression. That's what I'm talking about. Maeda, especially, he's gotten damaged at home for whatever reason. So on the road today, we're expecting a better part of him. 3-4 ERA on the season. And at Arania, it's like cartoonishly bad for Arania. I guess sometimes it's fun to do really bad stats. Jose Arania on the season, 8-5 ERA, 2-10 whip, 11-60. OPS, what? 
8-4 expected ERA in a 6-6 Sierra. I mean, this is like an absolute joke. And just when you thought it couldn't get any worse, strap in for a 10.5K and 14.5 walk. That's a negative 3.5K minus BB. Like, how is that a thing? We mentioned ball rate being a good indicator of walk rate. And the walk rate of 14 is bad, but a 41.5% ball rate is exactly how you get there, 16 whiff. Jay, how about the uranium walk prop? Is that up? Now, that one's going to be 2.5, but if we get plus money, I might go there. If it's 2.5 and, and it's juice, they could kiss my arse. If it's 1.5 and, and juice, maybe we will get to that. So uranium on the White Sox with the walk prop, definitely something worth kind of looking at. So like I said, it is 2.5. But it's juiced, all right, so let's lower risk. Let's go like two bucks on it. Because, again, that's, you know, this guy does not have the zone. And you get the bonus of he's, like, throwing pitches. The White Sox have fully, absolutely surrendered. And that's the best thing ever, right? That's that's all, everything that we're looking for. So Urania's been gross. We'll look to pair the Minnesota money line as well. And then, of course, Minnesota, just a tremendous edge on offense. They've been looking pretty good. They, they still strike out a bunch. But at least they focused it into the things they need for production, like we mentioned. Striking out a lot, yes, but they're also walking 11.5% of the time. Not chasing, not hitting into double plays, putting the ball in the air. So 41 fly ball, 43 hard hit, 12.5 barrel, that's how you produce. right? So those are the kind of stats underpinning where you forgive the K rate. If the K rate is coming at the expense of poor contact and stuff, you can't do it. But the Twins right now are selling out, and it's working. Other side, White Sox offense is gross. This is they might be the worst team in the league that people are just not even looking at. Because again, why are these bum ass teams not running? The least you could do, the least you could do if you suck, is bring your glove every day to play defense, bring the speed every day, and put pressure on these teams. That if they walk you, you're running, you're putting, you're making them make plays. White Sox just doing everything wrong. Bottom three. In steals, they have two steals last five hundred PAs, only eight homers, a two seventy OBP. You thought I was going to say batting average, OBP five percent walk, fifty one percent ground ball, thirty percent fly ball, sixty six WRC plus. They're gross. It is so. It is freaking malpractice. Like imagine how much. Think about how much I care about bringing you a betting show every day. Imagine if I had was at one of the switches of these teams. Imagine. Imagine allowing this embarrassment. Imagine that. Rolling out Jose Urania with your name on the product. It's freaking malpractice. It really is malpractice. It's embarrassing for both the organization and the team, for the fan base, even the league. Not that any of those people care besides the fans because they're all making money hand over fist to bring you this shit, you know. It really, it's a shame. White Sox, Rockies, my phone is on. Goodness gracious, you don't have to suck. Sucking is a choice. Bullpen's also bad. Minnesota looking good. 3-6 Sierra, one flat whip, 188 batting average allowed two weeks, man. That's phenomenal. White Sox over 50 innings, 4-3 Sierra, one four whip with a 12% walk rate. They spared themselves the losses, but because they were already behind. <laughs> Remember, bullpen losses are wonky. You gotta be tired. you gotta be in it to get the losses. It's more of a that's like a leverage stat. There's a little bullpen feather for you. So let's hold on to that twins. Keep them in the bin. We smashed the over walk prop for Arania. So keep keep the Minnesota 
money line out there, Jay, and pair it with the very last one. It's the Giants money line. Logan Spider Webb on the bump, minus 245 against the Rocks. Let's go. We're going after him again, baby. <laughs> after I just talked about dump this in the beginning. Um, Chase on the case, Anderson. Mr. Paw Patrol himself for the Rocks. Logan Webb, minus 245, favorite, and with good reason. 3-4 ERA, 108 whip, a 661 OPS with the 3-2 Sierra. Sub 4% walk rate, backed up at the 32 ball. Inducing chases, 61% ground balls. You say so good. 291 expected Woba. He's just been, he's been very, very good. I don't think the Rockies, after scoring two nights in a row, are going to have anything for Logan Webb. He's throwing the lead ball. And the Rockies have a 53% ground ball rate as a team. Last 500 plate appearances. So, like, this is just the ultimate matchup. I wish there were ground ball props. The over would be all uh, over everything. Rockies also super aggressive. They strike out a ton. Bottom five in swing and strike and chase rate. Again, that ground ball rate is bottom three. Fly ball rate at 22. That's an 80 WRC+. plus. They're have a sub-300 expected Woba versus righties last 30 days. So it's pretty brutal. And in case it didn't, it couldn't get any worse for the Rockies, they have a 7 ERA last 43 and a third. It's nearly 2 ERA, nearly 300 batting average allowed, 13% walk rate. So, like, there's not anything they do good. So right at this point, what does that mean? You're just not whatever. We roll out whoever we have while we're counting money in the back. You know, we're looking to get money off the luxury taxes of teams that care. It, it gives me shivers. It's just a shame. I swear. You bring me in and all of a sudden you'll be happy people halfway through next year. Go, what the hell is going on here? What's going on? What is going on? They're making like sharp moves and all these old, dusty, disgusting veterans are out. Fastballs are in. Quality shaped fastballs. Rockies don't have a single one of those. Just real. I mean, that's one of the things that Peter Griffin grinds my gears, baby. All right, so that'll do it for the Full stop. So, pair. Jay, I didn't see the pricing, but it should got to get us to plus 110, I'm sure. Right? Twins plus Giants. Maybe even like a 115 or something like that. A 125, even better. So, take that one, people. Again, you know, I've heard some talking heads bash the money line parlaying baseball. Of course, I'd argue with them because I'm not quite sure they know what they're talking about. Again, you get into the very, now you get into the real argument where the run line argument might not hold up as well because at least they're one tens. We well, you know, are minus two forty on two different teams. Now you need to hit the bolt. That's an easy smash for me. If you're talking run lines and you haven't modeled up, I I will I'll concede. You know what I mean? I want to be fair and objective. But if you're talking money lines, pair those bad boys. Let's take a look quick look at the afternoon stuff. We got a couple minutes. I'm gonna bring up my model. Let's get a little. Oh, okay. I got some. I got some. I got some love early on. I got some love early on. All right, how about this? How about a little three legger? I like Mitch Keller and the Pirates over Josiah Gray and the Nats. I like Reese Olsen and the Tigers over Derek Law and the Reds. And then I like Yuri Perez and the Marlins over Adrian Hauser and the Brewers. Let's pair those bad boys together. After that, you know I like Sanga F5, but Kelly on the bump for the Diamondbacks has been really good. So twist those three together, a little afternoon parlay. And remember, people, really dial down the risk. Again, the boomers out there, how can you parlay? Parlays are fun. You can't do that. Jay, put a dollar on this stupid thing, will you? So we want to go Pirates plus Marlins plus Tigers. What's the opposite of a donkey, right? This is the afternoon Shrek parlay. <laughs> I got it at 
Oh, jeez. I don't know. I can't clear my slip. My slip is littered. <laughs> Plus 450. We'll take that. Let's go get that, people. Yeah, hit that one. I think we got the edge. I actually think um, these are mispriced, actually. I, I believe that. I think the plus one twenty five in the run line for the Pirates. If you notice, also I've been trying. I've been one of the things I'm eliminating this again, even for my own ticket. Afternoon betting is extremely wonky. This is where some of the subjective narrative stuff. It's like you speak to coaches and you speak to a couple players, and if you hear the same thing, they have their eyes up getaway days. Sometimes they're really tired. Guys are hurt, banged up, and they just like have their eyes clean. It's like whoop, whoop, whoop. chase, chase, chase. Especially when you're incorporating standings and stuff. You know, most of those teams, right? Pirates and Nets, not interested. The Reds are, but the Tigers are not. The Reds kind of spinning out of control. They have no pitching. So I like those three for sure. If we get stung, so be it. At least it'll be on a minimal risk. And that'll do it this time, people, from the fastest show on MLB app. So literally anywhere. We really do appreciate me. And that part is the realness. So to P.O., G.J. Stoner, and all my people hanging out to the end, Damani, all the Bryans, Tutti D. Brian. Brian. All my Canadians, Mr. York, Mike K, and then from all the other chefs hanging out in the restaurant, Maddie and Frankie and Justin and Stewie, thanks for being part of the immersive experience we've tried to build here. And I know, you know, the running joke here is we're 300, where we take from the books everything, give them nothing. Right? We'll give them nothing, we take from them everything. But it really is my favorite analogy. Not only is that movie insanely badass, right? That don't get you up, nothing will. But to me, it's my favorite reflection of us where training and fortitude, culture, breeds excellence. So much so that it supersedes numbers. And if I were ever going to be part of a small community, then let it be the fiercest. And that's really how I feel about every one of you. I honestly do that. That means that's what I'm trying to bring. And that's what I think, you know, has worked here. Why our numbers are like growing and growing through a baseball season. It's free, it's football. There's football on. Man, generally these baseball shows, some of your favorite baseball shows have packed up. They've packed it up. They've packed it in. You know, they're not even doing it anymore. If they don't want to see the bad numbers, they don't want the negative analytics. We're pushing right through hoping that every new listener is a, is a forever listener. So from Mr. Cooper on the ones and twos, my man Jay Bird, rocking it for you all season long, never missing a day, never complaining. He has to work on my fat, loud ass all the time. Show this guy some love. Follow us on Twitter, ColtonPanHQ. Also, John McGazer. All the data is free. Football stuff is coming. Line reports on betting pros. Prop bets on forward progress, HQ. Our man Jay is on Thursdays. That slots between 2 and 3 p.m., Eastern, Jay's on Thursday. I'm on Friday with George. We were just kicking it, man. I'll tell you, we had such good chemistry. I wouldn't be surprised if you see more of me. So that'll do it. Thanks for picking up what we're putting down here. Front of Fancy Show and MLB. Absolutely anywhere, man. Absolutely anywhere. Bring in that smoke. Enjoy the games. Enjoy your day. When we're done with the book, enjoy the pay. And remember... When you work this hard, there's a lot less like luck, yo. Peace out.